Hey there, adventurer. I appreciate you taking the time to do an investigation check and dig into the archives of the show. I wanted to let you know that this is an old episode back when the show was called The Hard Thing Podcast. The topics are still the same, though the format and some of the names are different. If instead you are coming back to The Hard Thing Podcast, well, surprise, we changed our name and some of our branding. Feel free to hang out in the archives and listen to all the wonderful old episodes of The Hard Thing Podcast or take on a new adventure by listening to some of our current episodes. Either way, happy adventuring. This is the Hard Thing Podcast. Today, we are overcoming outreach. Welcome back to another episode of the Hard Thing Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you overcome average, step up above mediocrity, all by doing hard things. Those strategic hard things that you know you need to do, but you have been avoiding. Our goal here is to help you improve your life in meaningful ways by giving you the tips, tricks, tools, tactics, whatever you need to see market improvement in your life. Today's our Thursday Meditations show, so you'll hear from me some thoughts, observations, and things I've seen in my life. Before we get into that, let me share a couple announcements. First one, I'd like to invite you to join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash The Hard Thing Podcast. There you can band with like-minded individuals who are also trying to overcome average and step up beyond mediocrity in their lives and be something more than just what they are. Next, I'd like to invite you to go over to our website, thehardthingpodcast.com. It is new, but we have some great stuff going on there, some blog posts, as well as some merchandise, some gear that you can get to represent the Hard Thing Podcast. Last but not least, and probably the most important one for me, we are raising $1,000 for Operation Underground Railroad. They are a nonprofit organization that goes undercover to rescue kids from sex trafficking. It's a big job, and frankly, they need a lot of help. And we can give them that help. So help us raise $1,000 for them. Go to GoFundMe.com slash Overcoming Dash Average. Donate some money today. Now, let's get into today's show. Before we get into today's show, quick pause. Uh, one of the best things you can do right now. Right now is uh, in the middle of the coronavirus self-quarantine one of the best things you can do is to keep learning, keep growing, and keep improving. And one of the best ways to do that is listening to audiobooks. And I want to give you the chance to listen to a free audiobook from Audible today. Audible offers over 180,000 titles. You can listen to them uh, on every sort of genre. And you can actually download them onto your phone, iPod, uh, Android, whatever it is you have that you want to listen to, you can put it there. So go to audibletrial.com slash the hard thing podcast, get a free audiobook today. And that can be anyone you would like, as well as you can start a, three, a free 30 day trial. So you get other audiobooks at a discount. Again, audibletrial.com slash the hard thing podcast, go get your audiobook. And while you do that, I'm going to get back to the show. It is May, and that means we have a new topic for our Thursday meditation Meditations show. And this month's topic is time, because time is very important. Uh, again, we are all basically stuck at home, which means we have way more time than we previously thought, even though we all have the same time that we had. It's just we're playing mind games with ourselves because... In, in reality, we all only have 24 hours, but now 
so many things are taken away from us that it feels like we have more time. And we'll get into that. But today I want to share with you my top time management tools. And there's actually going to be some bonuses at the end, things that I don't necessarily use, but that you can use. And that might be very effective for you. So first one that I use, and I use these religiously every single day, a composition notebook and a pen. For me, I use these primarily because I have a lot of them. Last year, I worked at a job, very small company, me, another gal, and then our boss. And then I think there was, there were a couple salesmen that were on commission, but the business itself was tiny. And as part of the business, we had these composition notebooks that we would give out to clients. And we had a huge stack of them. Well, eventually the business folded and we had to do something with the stack of composition notebooks. And I thought I might be able to donate them to Operation Underground Railroad, which I tried and they didn't really need them at the time. So I ended up keeping them. And now I have a huge stack of composition notebooks which suits me just fine because I actually prefer to write things down. So what I do is I write down my goals, my long-term goals, and then I write down my monthly goals, and then I write down my weekly goals and my daily to-do list. To me, this is super helpful because writing them down seems to go very far in helping me remember and, and giving me a place to check back. For some reason, I, for me, it just never works to just type them out. And that's a good way for me because at the end of the workday, I have some extra time. And, and with that extra time, I use uh, I, I use my to-do list to, to give me things to do, obviously. And that helps me continually move the needle forward and manage my time. And one thing to note with time management is whether you like it or not, time will pass. So time management isn't really about using time it's about doing things that are the most important it's about making sure you get the most important things done in the time that's given to you again because we all have the same amount of time and whether we like it or not the time passes so with these tools make sure that you realize it's all about doing the most important things So that's number one. Number two, I also use Google Calendar. And I guess you could put in here iOS Calendar or iCalendar, whatever it's called. But the idea is you have some sort of calendar that helps you track the things that are scheduled in before you get to that day. So for me, it's podcast interviews mostly that I I use on Google Calendar. And it's a nice way for me to see what I have scheduled, and then that factors into the do, to-do list that I make for myself the night before. So if I have a podcast tomorrow, let's say tonight, I will not put so many things in the to-do list as I would on a day that I don't have any podcasts. Obviously, because that time is not spoken for on those days when I don't have any podcasts, so I can do more things with it. The next thing I use is Google Sheets. Uh, I really enjoy this as well because, and and again, one, this is something that you can use uh, in, in place of a composition notebook because on Google Sheets, most of the time you can access it from your phone and a computer and 
that can be very handy as well as you can you can if you don't like the format of Google Calendar or iCalendar you can make your own calendar or you can make there's ways to input data validation formulas or not not necessarily formulas but you can put a data va validation rule on certain cells in the spreadsheet so that way it's uh, a checkbox or a drop down list of things and you can you can make it very nice and customized for what you want to do. Uh, I I personally like that. And for me, one of the ways that I've been using that is I created a, a spreadsheet called Podcaster Levels. I am trying to gamify how I am going about being a podcaster. So I went about and and created level fifty. And I put uh, a list of certain things on there that I think level 50 podcaster Justin would be doing or have done. And then I created a sheet or, or a sheet on that spreadsheet for level one. And I, I created a list of things that level one Justin needs to do to reach level two. And with each level or with each task, I added an amount of experience. And for level one, the total experience is 100 points, right? So I need to do a certain amount of things for a certain amount of points to pass to the next level. And this just helps me realize and focus on, again, the things that are most important. Because if, let's say, I don't know what to do today, I can go to that sheet and see, well, this has... Uh, five experience points, whereas this has 10. So maybe I should focus on getting this one uh, or or things like that. And again, this is just a simple way. I took the idea from Steve Cam over at Nerd Fitness about gamifying your life, actually creating tasks that give you experience, quote unquote. And uh, I, I'm, I think that's a really great way. If that suits you, great. But if there's other ways you want to use that, go ahead and do that. So that's Google Sheets. Next thing I use is a stopwatch and a timer. I use this primarily uh, in my work. I, I use this to time the activities that I do. So that way I can see how fast I am, how fast I'm getting, and try and improve my speed on certain tasks. And then I use a timer for things that I do every day, but I don't want to do it for long extended periods of time. For example, one thing that I've been trying to do lately is just spend 10 minutes a day at least just cleaning my room, keeping it up, 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 keeping it well. And if it's already clean and I still have 10 minutes, I will fold laundry or start going in a deep clean in one aspect of the room. So I'll, I'll start going in that corner drawer, if you will, where every odd and end little knickknack gets put and you start sorting through that. And I'll, I'll use my timer and time that. Another thing I like to do every day is I like to write for a certain period of time. Uh, right now, I'm currently creating a, uh, a, uh, a resource sheet for when things feel hopeless. So you can actually stay tuned for that. That'll probably come out in a couple weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on releasing that in exchange for subscribing to my email list. So you can uh, see that. But uh, I, I spend a certain amount of day, certain amount of time each day writing. And I use my stopwatch slash timer to tell me when to stop writing. So that way I don't have to worry about checking the clock. I can just write until it tells me not to write. I find that very, very helpful. And then next one is physical signals environmental signs because our body 
is trained to recognize patterns. We are trained to see certain things and react in certain ways after we've established that pattern over and over and over. And one of the things that for me helps the most is sitting at my work desk. Sitting at my work desk definitely helps get me in the mode of working. I know it's weird to say, but that puts me right in, in the mode of being ready to work and, you know, getting after it. So create some signals like that. Create a space that every time you go there, you're doing certain things to help you get in that mindset. And that's going to help you do the most important things and really switch from one activity to the next. The next one is to-do lists. And obviously you've heard me talk about this, so I won't really go too much into it. But one of the best things I like about to-do lists is that you can cross things off. That's really how my mind works. I, for some reason, one of my biggest motivators is having everything done, just finishing everything, like being done with everything. I think that's why in school I would often finish things as fast as I could, probably to the detriment of my scores in school. Not that school necessarily matters that much, but sorry, that's just a personal opinion. Anyways, but for me, to-do lists work very effectively because I am very much one who likes to see a, a to-do list with everything checked off in a day. And once that's done, I can feel very good about how I handle myself. The trick with to-do lists is making sure that the things that get put on it are actually important. Again, that's uh, I'm harping on that idea, but I hope you really realize how, how important that is. Next one I use is Calendly. This kind of goes hand in hand with the iCalendar, Google Calendar thing. But for podcasts, I found it very helpful when I get a guest on board and we're going through the process of me figuring out if we're a good fit. At the point that I feel like we're a good fit, I'll send them my calendar link and I'll say, hey, I think we should get you on the show. I'd love to sign up on your calendar link. If you don't have one, here's mine. That way they can send me theirs if they want. And they've done that before. Or they just sign up on mine. And what that allows me to do is to really control when I put them on my schedule. At a certain point, I didn't really have any boundaries. So I, I had said every day during the week from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock Mountain Time. And then all Saturday, my schedule was open. And you know what happened? In that first week, I had seven podcast interviews. In the next week, I had six. And it was basically that way for about four weeks. And then after that, I started limiting time on my schedule for podcast interviews because I started getting burnt out. And that's part of time management because you not only have to make sure that you handle all the most important things, but that you can do it consistently and that you can do it perpetually. So Calendly is really good for me. To really be able to narrow down the times that I say I'm available to do certain things and then give that over to other people so I don't really have to find time spaces, even though I think it is good to have more of a personal touch with some people, but take it for what it's worth. And number three, or sorry, number eight is making sure you have a list of your core values. This is kind of a strange one, I guess, for time management, but you'll hear about, you'll understand in a second. So I want you to grab a piece of paper and write down a couple things. I want you to write down what qualities or values do you admire in other people? Now I want you to write down 
and you can pause this if you want if I'm going too fast. Now I want to write I want you to write down what qualities do you not admire in other people or values do you not admire in other people? Now I want you to write down if you if you want it to be remembered for three attributes, what attributes would those be? Now, start writing down a list of five core values, things that you value more than anything else. And the, these core values, they can be specific, but I think it's probably better if they're general terms like honor or integrity or consideration, as in you consider other people. Thoughtfulness, I guess, is a better way of putting that. And once you have those, you can check your to-do list, and your schedule against that list of core values. If something doesn't align with those, maybe it's not the most important thing. It's also very important to note that the word priority, back in the day, actually only meant, it didn't mean a list of priorities as in your most important things, it meant the only thing that matters. And as we know from Stephen Covey, first things first. You do what's most important first. So, Use your list of core values to identify those things that actually matter to you because I think those are the things that are going to move the needle. And if they don't move the needle, then maybe you should really adjust your core values. And number nine is you need to add time blocks of fun. These are things that are not necessarily going to move the needle, but definitely keep you sane, keep you centered, and uh, sharpen the saw. And these don't necessarily have to be very self-progressing. They can just be fun. You, you, you just have to enjoy them. One thing they do have to be is they have to be not damaging. So you can't, I mean, it would be very counterproductive to block some time off every week to go do drugs illegally or, or go, go do drugs because I don't think that is going to move the needle in making you a better person. I think that's actually going to move you backwards. That's my personal opinion. However, these blocks of fun are supposed to be focused on making it so when you go to do your to-do list or, or your schedule of things, you are better able to do that. So that's number nine. Now let's get into some of the bonus ones. Number one is actually weekly planning sheets by Origami Day. So recently I interviewed Samantha Lane and her episode actually won't come out till for a couple months now, but she has this awesome tool that anyone can use. You just got to sign up for her email subscriber list and she'll send it to you. But basically it's your entire week in one piece of paper, but you fold it. So at any given moment, you only see one day. And that's a really nice way for you to get everything down on a piece of paper and then focus in on one day at a time. Next one is these are kind of project management apps since like Trello or Monday or Asana. Basically, the idea is you can create projects. So larger scale items that you're trying to accomplish, like maybe for me, it could be something like getting a podcast sponsorship. And then in each project, you can add tasks like sending out sponsorship proposals. And that's a really nice way for you to scale down the large things you have to do and then do things every day to do them. Next one is Productive Habit Tracker. I really enjoy this one because I'm a big believer in 
daily disciplines, things you do every single day that consistently will move the needle, but any one specific day won't necessarily give you that many results. And I find this a nice way to establish those daily habits. And then the next one is sticky notes. I don't use sticky notes very much, but you might. Sticky notes are a great way to put things up in places that will remind you to do certain things. And then the last one is an app called Remente. It's a simple app that incorporates long-term goals with daily tasks. And I think there's a bit of a mindfulness aspect in there. But anyways, I've used that and it's, it's pretty interesting, pretty fun. And uh, those are the bonuses. So let me go ahead and summarize these. First one is composition notebook and a pen. Number two, Google Calendar. Number three, Google Sheets. Number four, stopwatch slash timer. Number five, physical signals. Number six, to-do lists. Number seven, Calendly. Number eight, list of core values. And number nine, blocks of fun. Well, thanks guys for listening to another episode of the show. I really appreciate that you stick in and hang in there with me, uh, seeing things that we do every week. Um, this is a great show and I, I really love that we can do this. I love, I love talking to you guys and I hope it helps. So if it's helping, go ahead and reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram at the hard thing podcast and tell me what sort of things you're, you're doing, what hard things you're struggling with, what hard things you'd like some help with, as well as go on to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash the hard thing podcast. Join with other like-minded people who are banding together to help you and help themselves improve and overcome average, and step up above mediocrity. And uh, I know you will find other people there that can help you, and that you can help, because the world needs you, and you need certain people in the world. It's it's a fact, I think. Well, I don't, I mean, I think, I think it's a fact, which is an opinion, which is kind of ironic. Anyways, I want to give you the challenge to find ways to manage your time more effectively, and do the most important things. Once you get the most important things done, everything else kind of just falls into place so we'll see you back on monday for our monday show we got an excellent show lined up it's really fun it's about money but until then keep on doing hard things because you will overcome average Hey guys, one quick announcement for today's show, and you might have heard this already, even in today's episode, but uh, I have an awesome opportunity for you guys. Once in a lifetime, you have the opportunity to have dinner with myself and a covert CIA operative. That's right, an undercover spy. Uh, my guest, Andrew Bustamante, has been gracious enough to offer himself up uh, as guest for a dinner with myself and one lucky audience member. So if you want to sign up for that, make sure you hit the link in the show notes below. As well, you can go to Instagram and hit the link in my bio at The Hard Thing Podcast. This is first come, first serve, and there's only one slot. So whoever signs up first will have the opportunity to come to Utah and have dinner with myself and Andrew Bustamante. It's an exciting opportunity. It's one that you'll be able to brag about to your friends of being able to sit down having dinner with an undercover secret agent. So don't waste any time. Go ahead and sign up in the link in the show notes or go to Instagram at The Hard Thing Podcast and click the link in my bio and you'll find all the relevant information there. Uh, so look forward to having dinner with you. <laughs>